0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at soundtalentmedia.com.
1: Hey, hey, hey! Welcome back to another episode of the podcast, or welcome to it if it's your first time here. I'm talking with Grant and Karen from Big Ear Pedals. They are fantastic people. We definitely talk about the, you know, current situation of things a little more than I'm trying to do on this podcast because. Uh, Well, it was kind of new when we recorded this, so it was fresh on our minds, but I'm going to make an active attempt, you know, mind you, that is going to be an attempt to avoid all virus-related talk or minimize it on this podcast, because I'm sure that is not what you're tuning in for, and we're all living with this day-to-day, so there's no reason to harp on it anymore, but we do talk about it a little bit on this one, and you know, it's just because it was real fresh at the time. We hadn't been in for weeks at this point. And uh, yeah, so just kind of a a warning about that, I guess. I guess it's not really a warning. It's just a heads up. It's not that big of a deal. We don't get super dark or anything. Because Grant and Karen are awesome. And they are fantastic. They make great pedals down there in Nashville, Tennessee. And they haven't been on the podcast in a very long time. So it's very exciting for me to have them back on. I think you're going to really enjoy this episode. And without further ado... Let's get into it. This is with Grant and Karen from Big Ear Pedals. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Tone Mob Podcast, the show about guitar tone and the people behind it. I'm your host, Blake Weilen, and with me today, I have Grant and Karen from Big Ear Pedals. It's been a long time.
0: What's up? <laughs> Hello, Blake.
1: <laughs> Last time we were recording, I was using my my phone and I was staring at a large ship being offloaded of fuel <laughs> while I was doing it, and so there there was this background noise just going brrrr the whole time. So. Hopefully this sounds a little better.
2: Well, if you hear that uh, background noise again, it's it's Karen, not me, I promise. It's just my okay. stomach.
0: It's <laughs>
1: <laughs> feeder.
2: I'm just kidding, It hits me. I'm just I've been eating cabbage soup the past week. It's and actually so
0: terrible it's... sitting next to him.
1: <clears throat> <Yeah. laughs> well, so much has changed, and we've actually gotten to meet in person several times since since that first recording. This was a long time ago. Yeah, it was like maybe 2015 or 2016. It was a long time ago when we first recorded. But uh, I'm glad to have you guys back. And like, maybe what we should start with is like, what has changed for you guys since then?
2: Well, first of all, uh, the when we did the last uh, podcast with you, we were uh, which was actually our first the first time we ever did a podcast with anybody. We were uh, called Big Ear NYC as we had. we started in, in New York City, and um, we were there for several years before we moved to Nashville. And we actually did that episode with you right after moving to Nashville. But okay. we, we were still called bigger NYC. I was stubborn about it. And, um, I, you know, it was our name. I didn't want to change it. But then it just got—it started getting more and more confusing.
0: It was sort of a logistical issue. Um, people would email us or, you know— try to call and say, Hey, can we stop by? <laughs> um, we're in, uh, we're in, um, Brooklyn. We're like, right. no, we're in Nashville we
1: or in Nashville. Yeah. I'd but always, it says NYC. <laughs> yeah. I'd always, I'd
2: always have to say to people like, Oh yeah, we moved. We're in Nashville now. And they'd be like, Oh, we were just there two days ago. And it's like, Oh great. So we missed you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was happening often. And also just the, you know, the whole, story every time i would talk to somebody when i met someone in nashville and i would say oh we have a guitar pedal company it's called big ear nyc but we're in nashville now and i just having that conversation over and over and over again it just started to become kind of a just a nuisance to me and, and everybody
0: knew us already kind of as big ear pedals so yeah I yeah mean, people would call us bigger pedals and <clears throat> they actually would just look at grant and shout out big Ear pedals <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean it makes sense. Like the NYC part was cool and it made sense when you were there, but you know, I think that the change was welcome for everyone. Yeah. In the in the confusion department. Yeah.
2: <clears throat> so, um so that's different and then ultimately we ended up moving everything uh to Nashville, which basically you know, when we started I wasn't uh I didn't build pedals. I uh hired out uh engineers to do Basically, you know, all the design and, and then the production, um, it was still very much, you know, my. I, I had to, I kind of had the overall say of what everything would sound like and wouldn't make anything if I didn't think it sounded good. But, um, you know, I wasn't the person at the breadboard and I wasn't the person soldering the pedals. Uh, and uh, eventually we, you know, we were working with a shop um, when we started. Then we, we moved to another shop in California, and that's Chuck from Chuck Pedals, uh, did, uh, you know, built for about two years for us. And then uh, when we were in Nashville, it just made sense because in New York, we couldn't really, you know, even if we wanted to have, you know, one of our friends build them in our place in New York, it just wouldn't have made sense. There was no space. And to, to rent a, a space in New York would have been, you know, just out of our you know, very far out of our budget, um, and so it didn't make sense for us to to manufacture them ourselves there. And then when we came to Nashville, spaces it's very different here. And um, you know, we <laughs> we were paying almost half the the rent for almost twice the space, and it made so much more sense to have a shop and uh, just start building the pedals in Nashville, Tennessee.
1: That's really cool. Like, I, I've been to your shop. Well, actually, you might have moved since I've been. You did. You've moved since I've been to your other shop. Yeah. And that was a whole entire story that you're probably going to have to tell at some point on this <laughs> podcast, because that was been one of the most bananas things I've ever heard in my life. Uh, I mean, maybe we, we should just talk about it now.
2: When we moved. Uh, so. When,
1: so you moved from <laughs> the shop that I visited uh, to a different place, and that was quite a harrowing tale. So let's talk about that.
0: Well, so now we live in west nashville we um We moved from Madison, which was like right right outside of east nashville um, and um it when we when we moved, we had the plan that we were going to have a, a month overlap so that we could you know move all of our stuff over
2: in in trips
0: in trips and not have to stress about it and then it when we first moved in, we found out that um the house had brown recluse spiders.
1: Mm, um, that's and good.
0: So we couldn't really move in because there were so many of them. <laughs> and, and so,
1: f- <laughs> for people who don't know, that uh, that that spider is particularly poisonous.
0: So they bite, and then in the area of their bite, um, your your skin dies. And so then basically you end up with, like, chunks of your skin dying. Like around, a big hole in your arm. A big hole in wherever it like was. Like it just rots.
2: It's... Disgusting. Necrosis. So do not look up images of it on Google. Um, it's
0: really not not very appetizing. At least don't do it before eating because it's gross. Um, but we had the place sprayed a bunch of times, <laughs> and then two uh, different
2: uh, companies.
0: Two different companies. Um, and then we moved in. We cleaned. We we're starting to clean. We realized that the um, the, the people who had actually moved out uh, hadn't really cleaned the place. Because they were older, elderly, and um, and their cleaning people were sh- short, uh, so they missed like
2: almost everything.
0: Like anywhere between like basically you know, the top house. Of Grants head above
2: the house was not clean <laughs> at all. It was it was a disgusting mess. In fact, the ceiling fans we thought they were two tone, um, like. The bottom of it was white and we thought the sides and tops were black.
0: Yeah. But I as thought, it
2: turns out, they were all white. I seriously it was just thought it was like a weird grease 50s and dirt.
0: Stylistic. Choice.
2: I mean, <laughs> it was so we ended up not having a month. We ended up having no time at all to like completely, you know, get this place ready to move in. <clears throat> and so that was I mean, that was already like, oh, this is a pain. But that was nothing like what we were in store for. Um and so what happened? Well, I guess
0: we had the electrical problem, and that was yeah so the electrical
2: problem. That, that was when uh, we called to get the internet. We,
0: well we we were, what we were noticing that the the lights were flickering in the house. Um, and when, when we called to have our internet connected, uh, the guy tried to c- connect it to the coax cable in um on Wait, the side he, of the house, and he cut the cable. Yeah. and when he did that. The power surge through the house because the house wasn't grounded.
2: See, the house was grounding through the coax cable. There was no ground. There was no uh, earth ground on the house. And the way they used to ground is like through the water lines.
1: Yep. And
2: yep. Um, they had done that, but then the uh, homeowner uh, had installed uh, like water filters, like plastic water filters in line. And so it broke, and so it the, ground. It broke the ground. Like it was not going to earth. And so uh, there was no ground. And so the house was basically just looking wherever it could and it, and it found the coax cable. And so it was going out through there. And um, when he cut the coax cable, it surged, everything surged, and the lights started flickering.
0: It was, it was like poltergeist, like exorcism kind of things happening over
2: here.
1: Sent, you, you sent me the video, and I was like, <laughs> what is going on right now? Like the lights were just going bananas. Yeah. It was. I'll have to post that along with this episode and announcement. It, and it
2: blew the. So it fried uh, our microwave and our stove, and it fried the, all, the everything, the whole AC unit, the HVAC, <laughs> inside, system. HVAC system inside and out. Uh,
0: so they had to replace the whole entire HVAC system, um, <clears throat> which hadn't been updated since the '50s. Uh, no, that was
2: the electrical. The electrical was the old push Matic or whatever they call it. I've never seen anything like it in my life. Like it wasn't the breaker box wasn't like a, it didn't flip up or side to side. It was like a push button.
0: Oh, that's right. The HVAC system was only like, I think
2: five it was about to years go out, old or but, something like I mean,
0: that. Uh, five years older than it should have been. Um, but yeah, it was, it was on its way out. And then, um, and then we got all of that taken care of. We thought we were in the clear.
2: All new electrical, all new HVAC. And we actually were staying in an Airbnb for a few days because the the head uh, Uh, of the the head electrician came,
0: said that um, it wasn't safe to stay here. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, And so we, you know, got an Airbnb and worked from there. And um, and then when we got the day that we got back, the night that we got back um, from the Airbnb, we had a flood. So the uh, <laughs> I woke up in the middle of the night,
2: I woke up in the middle of the night to take a leak and I never, ever do that ever. And I I stepped out into the onto the floor and it was just soaking wet. And I'm like, Ugh. what is going on? And I
0: just remember Grant woke me up and I was like, no, <laughs> so, yeah, this is our first
2: night back. We think everything's good. Flood. It was a backup because the pipes were like the old cast iron pipes from, you know, the 50s. These were like like 70 year old pipes and uh and we 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 started sopping everything up in the bedroom and then we realized oh no all of our stuff that we've just moved into this house is in the basement immediately beneath us mm-hmm. and i went downstairs and i probably sent you a video of that too you it's did. just you- raining raining water everywhere on all of our stuff uh. and i'm just like running through the water trying to like move things and get them out of the w- water not realizing until the plumber came he's like Oh man, that's uh, what do they call it? Black water. Yeah. That was black water, and I'm like, "What's that?" And uh, so, if you don't know what that is, that means uh, poop water. Poop water, water that has like uh, (laughs) fecal matter and like and all kinds of stuff, skin cells and (laughs) yeah, really great that I was I was running in it and it was in my hair and I was just like it was on my shirt and I was just so um, (laughs) that was a really gross uh, day. Um we had to they had to come and uh uh replace all the plumbing in the whole house and get like uh dryers big drying machines here for a couple of days
0: they had, you know guys like um they had guys you know uh with the microbial spray you know antimicrobial spray come in mm-hmm. and um basically douse the place and uh we were all good until we had to get a new water heater.
2: Well, then they, yeah, they they put in a new water heater as well. While they were doing this, uh, they they first had to cl- take everything out, clean everything, then put new pipes in. Well, when they did that, they put in a new water heater because ours was old, and they they can and we needed a new one. So they connected it backwards. Oh they, geez, they connected, basically it's supposed to drain to the outside. Mhm. And they hooked the drain up to I guess the down spout of the like the plumbing from upstairs. Every time we flushed the toilet, every time we ran the sink, anytime we did anything, it would go downstairs and then it was going right into the drain pan of the water heater. And, oh. that, and that was overflowing back into our basement after we just had the guys leave. After we just had, you know, they dried it for like three or four days and all the antimicrobial spray. And then I walked downstairs and now my basement is flooded with, you know, fecal more water. And I'm just yeah. like, oh my God, I'm going to lose my mind. We're just. I like, don't think
1: I heard this part of the story. I didn't know it happened again, yeah, basically.
0: Yeah, a, twice in a week. It was a nightmare. There was um it was a definite nightmare. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is insane. Yeah, and, so and insane.
2: It, it was hard to. Um, it kind of explain because it, it kind of screwed everything up for for work for about a week or two, and because I, I was hoping for
0: a good like month,
2: maybe like a, a good month. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you know to email people and be like, hey, uh, we just you know we'll be. It's just gonna take an extra week. Things are all screwed up right now. Our house is literally raining, and um, <laughs> we just we need some understanding if that's okay. Uh, nobody got mad at us. Everybody was very cool. I made posts on social media about it. And sometimes moving is a pain in the butt, and people understand that, I think. And we just kind of got the worst, I think, possible.
0: And it was a month before NAM.
2: And it was right before yep. NAM. I was, mm-hmm. yeah. It
0: was like, Great. <laughs> but it's over. And I have to say, this is one of, I think this is one of my favorite places I've ever lived.
2: Yeah. And now everything's fine. New plumbing, new, new HVAC, <laughs> kind of like new electrical, new,
0: house. <laughs>
2: new microwave, new stove. We're chilling. It's all right.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, man. What a process. And then I re- you guys did end up being able to pull off the big Nam booth, too. Like, well, that's actually something we should talk about, because that was something you weren't doing at the time. So maybe go back and uh, revisit that whole process and oh, yeah. tell people what I'm talking about.
2: So every year, uh, for the past few years at NAM, we've done what we call the boutique effects pedal showcase, which is basically uh, a way for all, like a lot of the, um, you know, the pedal companies that maybe can't come to NAM because you know, they could be somewhere in some other part of the world where it's just not. Uh, feasible, you know, financially for them to, to make the trip just to show one pedal. Um, so we do this booth where people can send, you know, their pedals. And it's just like a, uh, we do it like a shared fee. Like literally we figure out the cost of the whole booth, what everything's going to cost. We break it down by how many pedals we can fit. Uh, like, it's like real estate basically. So we know we can have this many pedals and this many spaces and this many uh, boards with brands on it. So then we also have Uh, like full, like we have brands like we had Chase Bliss and Keeley and uh, 1981 Inventions uh, last year, uh, big year. And um, so we'll, we'll have like, you know, a a small board from each of these brands. And then we have these big mixed boards that feature all the brands from all around the world that otherwise wouldn't have any representation at the show. Um, And then, yeah, like I said, we just, we all pay like a, like a, a kind of like a, shared, uh, break it break up. And so so people can for like 50, 75 dollars be in Australia and mail a pedal to Nashville and have it be at the NAM show. And it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. And it's fun, too, because it's all, you know, the communal space and everybody gets together. And well
2: it becomes it just, like a hub. It, yeah. Uh, just because all the, the pedals, people you, you can't walk by it. You can't walk by it at the show and not stop in, you know.
1: Yeah. And it looks really nice. It looks like a place you want to go hang out for a little Thanks. bit and check out things and see. All the new stuff. There's it's it's not a small booth. It's a it's a fairly sizable booth, and uh, it's full of awesome stuff. So well,
0: Grant has done an amazing job curating the entire thing. Um, such a big part of it is for how it looks and um, that everything matches and looks, which calm, that's- which in a, in a trade show setting is hard to do.
2: So. And that's actually a lot of like I guess I've talked about it a little bit, but. I build the pedal boards, so um, like for example, Chase Bliss's board and Keely's board and like anybody that's exhibiting in the booth, I actually have them mail me all their stuff and then I and and their desired signal chain and how they want it to look on the board. And then I actually, you know, myself and actually last year, AWOL uh, from AWOL Pedals was a massive help and uh, was spent hours and hours and hours with me. Yeah, and, I honestly um,
0: don't think last year would have happened if it wasn't for AWOL. So
2: yeah, AWOL, a if
0: you are listening, you are awesome. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Um,
2: so he, he, he was huge. So we, we basically built uh, all the boards. Uh, so I can't say I built them. But, um, yeah, we built all the boards and made sure that, you know, everything, all the cables matched and all the boards matched. And so when you walk in the booth, it, it's like, it's like a, a, a picture, like you can, you know, the, you could, act, well, I said that wrong, if you walk out of the booth, rather, if you look back as the whole, if you just look at the booth as a whole, it's one image, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think that's, I, I mean, remarkably overboard, and I've never seen anyone else do anything like that, but um, I guess I'm really OCD, so I kind of, I kind of, I kind of can't help but to do that. <laughs> <laughs> So. Yeah,
1: you're the one who called to my attention that like the plastic washers on a stomp switch uh, don't, in most cases, don't look that good. And <laughs> now every time I see that, I'm like, God, we gotta get rid of that plastic washer. Get uh, that out of there. <laughs> Just like yeah, Grant's yeah. rubbing off on me. I don't love Little them, stuff. but my
2: main issue with them, it's not even, it's not even the plastic washer itself. It's the size of the washer, and it's also that a lot of people. So many companies, I think we've talked about this before, you see it all the time, their artwork is covered by the washer. They Mm -hmm. have like a a word or some sort of graphic and the washer covers it. And I just wish people would consider the size of their hardware when they're designing their graphics, if they're going to use those big washers. It makes sense. It makes
1: a lot of sense. That's uh yeah, we, I remember when we did the model one, uh, like it was like, oh, I got to get rid of this plastic washer. (laughs) (laughs) It was just not not aesthetically pleasing. And I did, and I was like, oh, this is so much better.
2: It's kind of funny. Just something like a washer or like the the, the nut on the foot switch can change everything. Like using like the uh, the Klon uh, style, uh, the just round, I don't know what you call that kind of nut.
1: Like the knurled Like a knurled nut, a knurled yeah. Nut.
2: yeah. Um, I mean, that just classes it up, you know? Like something like that uh, changes everything. Same exact pedal. You just change one piece of hardware, and you're like, "Ooh, yeah, look at, mmm, yum, look yeah. at that." <laughs> yeah, it's like that's classy. That's 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 worth more money, I guess. Yeah, it has to be, right? I'd, I'd pay more for that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> so let's see. And other things that have, that we need to talk about. You do so many things; it's hard to keep up. Oh,
2: you know, actually, if I, let me interrupt. Sorry. Uh, oh, go ahead. Back to the Nam thing. Oh yeah. I was excited because this year the plan was to do a thirty by ten because. Uh, it's been, you know, first year was a 10 by 10. The last two years was 20 by 10 and I was going to do a 30 by 10 this year. And we already started confirming brands. And now with all this craziness that's happening, I just decided the other day and I I said it on a live stream and then I said it today, but this may be the first time that uh, a lot of people are hearing it, but we're not doing it this year. If they even have a NAM, I'm just not even at this point, I'm done even trying to think about it for this year. And
0: on it for yeah
2: it would be so much work for what I wanted to do, work. and if it if it if it then didn't happen, it would be heartbreaking, and also if they do have Nam, it would be probably really, really poorly attended, and I just wouldn't want to you know go through all that for you know like I mean why you know,
1: yeah, no, I think that's a good call, I personally don't think that Nam's summer Nam's probably gonna happen, At and this like point, you said, yeah yeah, and if it did, no, no I'm not going you know, nobody
2: like, nobody is, and all the brands I'm seeing they're all saying, even if it happens, I'm not going. Yeah. I mean they just canceled the Olympics, you know <laughs> like exactly so yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I mean, and for people, I don't want to talk about this too much because it's all any, it's all anyone's talking about right now But it's but re- for,
2: relevant to us in this exhibit, so
1: exactly um, but just for people who are listening in the future and have no idea what we're talking about. It is Tuesday, March 24th, 2020, so we're right in the middle of the COVID nastiness. So, uh, again, I don't want to talk about it too much because I've been talking about it all day, every day with everyone I talk to, and I'm sure people listening to this are tired of talking about it.
0: That's all Grant talks to me about, so we could talk about gear or anything else.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just wash your hands. That's all we ask. Wash your hands and stay home. Okay. Anyway, but I do want to talk about your clan. (laughs) we can't yet
2: we can't we can't yet you've already posted it why can't we talk about it Well, because there's a a a video coming i just let i next time we'll save this for next time is that okay
1: oh okay (laughs) i guess well can we talk about what's already public
2: (laughs) i posted a photo i'll just let everybody know i posted a photo you can go find it I did probably the dumbest thing. Well, some people might say the dumbest thing you could ever imagine. And whenever, and there's going to be a video of it. And when you see this video, you're either going to love me or hate me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But essentially, uh, I might be the first person ever to uh, have modified a Klon Centaur. I don't know. Well, you know what? Josh Scott says he's modified them, but I think he's modified KTRs.
1: Right, 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 right. I think he, I'm pretty sure he's done KTRs. I've never seen anybody mod and OG clon Centaur yeah. especially not with a hole drill in, a hole in it in the case
2: yeah but yeah so but that's all I, I will say because it's very it gets it gets more in depth oh so. man
1: <laughs> you know I uh, personally I kind of love it so <laughs> that's just me uh, I know there's some people that are probably very offended by know at the
2: end of the world it's like <laughs> if the world ends it's like <laughs> should <I? laughs> or it's like <laughs> no, it's like
1: mod everything. Right. If it's right. the end of the world, well, yeah, mod who everything. Cares? yeah, who cares yeah. at this point? Yeah,
2: no kidding. So I should have turned it into an OctaFuzz instead. <laughs> it's
1: not too late. Yeah. You, probably, you have the tools and the talent.
2: <laughs> oh, man.
1: Oh, the That's excitement. good stuff.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the moment.
1: <laughs> so as far as stuff in the big year world, as far as like the products and stuff goes... You've, you've had a bunch of stuff happen in your product line since we last recorded. So let's well, talk about all that.
2: I don't know. Um, not really. <laughs> we haven't released any actual real pedals. Um, have we?
0: I guess we've retired one. We released a shaker, an electric shaker.
2: Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah.
0: We released a hot sauce, <laughs> which is not a pedal. But is good. <laughs> it is, that is a
1: good hot sauce. I really enjoyed that hot sauce.
0: Our friend Evan um, Bernard from Weak Sauce in um, Pennsylvania,
2: Philadelphia, Philadelphia,
0: Pennsylvania, uh, came up with this uh, this hot sauce that he when they were touring, they, he had brought a bunch of hot sauces and for us and um, and it was one of them, except that it had cilantro, and um, I hate cilantro. Like, I hate it. it I, I feel bad that I hate it because I want to like it, but I just can't. <laughs> do,
1: you, do you have the soap gene? Yeah. It tastes like soap?
0: Yeah, it totally tastes like, well, what I, I think is kind of like um old man armpit. Oh. <laughs> so it's a little different than soap, but still kind of gross at the same time. <laughs>
1: well, I've um, never tasted an old man armpit. It's kind but... of what
0: I would imagine that it smells. Yeah. It's sort of like smell that has that, like... Yeah, I don't know, deep musky smell. But um, ugh. Uh, but anyway, we had uh, Evan make this sauce, without, uh, the hot sauce, without without the cilantro. And it is to die for. Um, I just eat it, like, by
2: itself. Well, he did. So his sauce uh, that he sells under his brand, Weak Sauce, is called the Roast of Evan Bernard. And that's the one she's talking about. But yeah. it has cilantro. And also the onions and the garlic are... Uh, oh,
0: they're roasted. They're roasted. Rather... Then.
2: But in our sauce, ours, uh, which is called the roast of the woodcutter, the onions and the garlic are wood smoked. Um, yeah. And it has no cilantro. Yeah, so those so are the two differences. That, like, very slight modification to his recipe, but it, it really changes uh, it, it quite a lot and, and makes it, oh, it's a good, good, good hot sauce.
1: It is. It's very tasty. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's so, really good
0: on bananas.
1: B- Bananas? Sorry.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like plantains, you know? Okay. Okay, yeah. Oh, it's good.
1: Yeah, yeah. That makes sense.
2: <laughs> so we did that, and that was just for fun. That was right before the holidays. Just something that we could do um, to be, you know, just something to give out as gifts and a little different. Fun, um, festive. And uh, then, yeah, the sh- there's a thing we... I actually took it down off the website right now, but it's called Shake and it is a electric shaker, and I'm just going to build them in batches. Uh, but I was surprised that anyone even bought the thing, but because uh, it's kind of absurd. But it it's literally like an egg shaker only in the shape of a guitar pedal. So uh, it and you can plug it into your other pedals. So it's it's a guitar pedal. It looks like a guitar pedal, but it has knobs and a foot switch, but they don't do anything. Um, you can hit the foot switch and make kind of like a mm, mm, sound because it is uh, there's a piezo element uh, transducer on the uh, inside the pedal. There's a wooden box which Leon from Pelican Noiseworks laser cut out for us. And these wooden boxes are filled with lead clippings from uh, our guitar pedals.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's, I, I remembered it was it was utilizing some scrap. I couldn't remember what it was though.
0: Yeah. A big part of the reason that well the main reason Grant thought of it was really that he wanted to have it uh there's a drum shop here and he thought to himself, he was like, I really wanna have something that I can sell here. Yeah. Cause I wanna I wanna be in this cool, cool drum shop. It's really awesome.
2: It's like one of my I love it. It's I've such only a been in there shop. like three times, but
0: and um and so he was thinking about it and he was also trying to figure out what to do with all these clippings because he's like, I hate to throw them away because it's just trash than going into the earth. And so then he came up with this fun, fun idea. And it's it's cool too, because you can like breathe you can like sing into the side of it. And because it's a mic, it picks it up and it changes the tones and all kinds of Yeah, like you can
2: literally sing into the input jack of the pedal because it looks like a pedal. Uh so it has jacks. The output jack is the only thing that works. Right. So the input jack is just a dummy jack. It's not wired. But if you sing into it, um, you can kind of do like the – like, you know – uh, 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 blow wind over a bottle type thing sort of thing and, okay. get, like, and get some and get some ooh, and like, Ooh,
0: it, it sort of also can sound like a, a, wonky kind of, uh, kazoo a little
2: bit. <laughs> I mean, it's whatever you, whatever you, you hum or sing or whatever you do into it. If you're making a loop, you know, I was, I mean, it, that's just cause I was making silly sounds, but, uh, it's, it's a, literally a microphone. I mean, it's just, but it's funny. It's a microphone inside of this tiny little hole. So, you have to like put your mouth on it if you want to like make it, if you want to sing into it. And that just naturally makes you sing differently, you know, makes mm-hmm. you, you you just start having fun, you know, it's just a goofy, ridiculous thing that you're holding a pedal to your mouth and singing into it and making a loop like that. It's just absurd. And um, I think that was kind of for me, the initial thing too was like to make it look like a pedal. I didn't have to put knobs on it, you know, I didn't have to put a foot switch on it, but I thought it'd be funny if like you were at a show and a, a, a guitar player just, reached out of their board and they took this pedal off their board and they started shaking it and you hear this like you know right like, <laughs> and if you play it with delay pedals and like with other pitch based effects you can get like you know like cool cool things so uh impractical yeah, imagine, but fun
1: i imagine that with a looper could could a, a really you could really have hours of enjoyment out of something like that.
2: I was having hours of enjoyment when I, f- the very night the, the night I f- made the very first one, Karen did not have hours of enjoyment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I also I, though was trying to like, you know, cut out the picture, the, the images and everything like that to put online. And yeah. so that took like other. Yeah. She other was working
2: movies, and, you
0: know?
2: and I'm just like, the pitch shift. the PS five is so fun with it. Oh
1: man. That is great. Just good good times.
2: So other than that, there's no other new uh pedals, except we are still we're so 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 close to the new one, which um I've talked about so many times, I'm not even gonna talk about it right now, but um, which isn't it's just it's like 99 percent But basically what's happening right now, we've been um you know, working with a designer in in Canada, Neil Graham, that works with Dr. Scientist. And um because everything's been going crazy. We're just kind of like he I mean, he's taking care of life right now and taking care of his business, and I understand that, so yeah, so yeah, makes sense. whenever things are ready, and plus honestly i if it was ready tomorrow, I wouldn't want to release a pedal next week right now, anyway,
1: yeah, it's kind of things are just so weird. we don't really know what to do, so are just kind of in flux, yeah <clears throat> well, have you gotten any uh, rad guitars lately?
2: Anything cool of note? No, no, no. Nothing, I mean, I found a, uh, it's, nah, nothing really, no. No.
1: (laughs) Whoa, I know something I wanted to talk about before I forget. I have a guitar because of you. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, so uh, I've talked about it a little bit on the show and definitely a lot on Instagram and the internet in general, but you introduced me to uh, Rick and Cindy from Carmine Street slash Cindy Guitars, and we... Went there, did an interview, became pals, and eventually had them make a guitar for my 30th birthday. Oh. My family all chipped in on it, and I ordered a, a Jazzmaster from them, which is not something they normally do.
2: And is uh, is, is cool. absolutely incredible looking, and might be one of the coolest looking guitars that I've ever seen come out of their place. So, That's awesome. Congrats on that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Thanks, man. Well, it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for you making that introduction, and it... Sounds awesome, and it plays awesome. And Cindy did this rad artwork on the back of the two buildings where it came, from, uh, where the guitar came from. And uh, yeah, well, explain and
2: explain what that means because people might not know what that what that means.
1: Oh, that's true. They may not have listened to that episode. So basically, how they work is they reclaim wood from iconic like New York buildings that are being torn down or going undergoing some construction or something. So. The body of my guitar is from a place called McGurk's Suicide Hall, which was in the Bowery, and is like, if you look that up the history of it, it's like a bar straight out of Gangs of New York. And it sounds like a <laughs> horrible place. <laughs> like a really terrible place. Um, but it has a lot of crazy history and a lot of insane stories that supposedly happened there. And then the neck came from uh, the bell tower of Trinity Church, which is a super old church. Uh, in NYC and the bell tower caught on fire a few years ago and Rick went and salvaged some of the wood while they were doing the, the rebuild on it. So this is the neck wood is from the original bell tower. And so Cindy on the back of the guitar, she wood burned in those two buildings joined together as one. Um, and that is what that guitar is. Now and I is love the, it.
2: is the back of the guitar? uh like finished and smooth, and, and the front is raw still. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, the front is mostly raw except for the, you know, the, the slight curves of the Jazzmaster. Yeah, and then uh, the back is all smooth. Yeah, I wanted them to leave as much of the original, like, you know, their the pine. raw on the yeah. front
2: is, is the coolest looking thing. Is like it's. I'm assuming it's finished all, on top, but like, it's just like the like it's just like it looks like a hundred year old piece of wood.
1: Yeah, they they knocked off like all of the, uh, you know, like there's nothing like poking up that's gonna like scratch you or anything. Even though yeah. it kind of look, it kind of looks like it, yeah. but it there's definitely not. And then they yeah they put a finish over the top, so it's 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 nice and comfy to play still. Yeah, but yeah, it looks like what it is. It's so a lot of people have commented and said like, wow, that's one of the coolest relic jobs I've ever seen. I'm like, well, it's not really a relic job. It's a really really old piece of wood. And this is what it looks like after being exposed to, you know, all the debauchery that it was exposed to over its entire life.
2: Yeah. Um, like generations of uh, hooligans in New York City.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it has it
2: has like engravings or something on it, right? Or like, does it have like initials or something? Did I see something like that? Or uh, nail holes or something?
1: It's got uh, some scratches in it that I'm assuming are just from, because this is like a structural timber oh, okay, that it's cut okay. from. So I'm assuming they're just like from when it was being built and it got a little scratch here and there. Or maybe even like maybe some insects or something at some point got a little chewy chewy on it. So there's a couple of little lines in it that are from something from tool marks or I don't know from something a long time ago. Mm. Wow. Well, but, uh, cool. but yeah, it ended up being like a really cool project because uh, it kind of came together with like, you know, industry buddies. Like it's got a Gun Street wiring harness in it. Uh, and then righteous sound pickups um nice. so yeah it's good stuff it's so attractive it's such a good looking guitar <laughs> it has the biggest neck in the world i don't know <laughs> i don't know what it is exactly um all of his but uh, is is massive
2: his guitars i've only ever played the tellys um but they're intense
1: yeah it's a i mean it's a good thing I like that like I don't know why. I have little hands, but I like big necks. Uh, doesn't really make any sense.
2: See, I have one of his guitars that was like an a import guitar that he made. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, they actually called them, I think he called them uh, Danocasters, which this was before there was a company called Danocaster, the guy that makes really, really like almost exact like replicas of old fenders mm-hmm. um uh this was they just called it a Danocaster because it looked like a telecaster but it was like a dan electro telecaster
1: oh okay okay that makes sense
2: so it had like three lipsticks uh sorry uh three lipstick pickups um you, that you wh- have one you said that, the white kind of around the body yeah i have one yeah oh how come i never saw that why did i never see that yeah it's a. uh, uh like a kind of like a flat black kind of um sorry uh, the uh <laughs> <laughs> somebody here yeah you need the a, the know uh, uh,
1: pause you had a bug guy show up uh, yeah
0: yeah it's the um home shield people
1: <laughs> oh gotcha <laughs> they're <Yeah>.
0: spraying outside
1: <laughs> good good keep those pests away uh, keep them out of here but we, so
0: we had a uh I think Nashville has this is like seasonally they have like different bugs. Uh, obviously, this happens everywhere. Um, but there is a stink bug season that happens here, which is oh, fun. pretty wild. And I've never really seen such a thing. I'm from Ohio originally and then moved to New York. And all we saw was water bugs for a really long time. Um, but we had like a, a tree that had a bunch of stink bugs in it. And I kept walking by this tree going like, oh, what is that smell? stink bugs
1: (laughs) oh yeah we don't really have that around here we we seasonally get uh box elder beetles that just go they're they're pretty much harmless they just like cluster in massive amounts on anywhere that's warm like Uh, exposed to the sun and it looks like a horror movie but they're kind of harmless they don't really do anything they're just annoying
0: yeah
1: um so we we have that they've got seemingly gotten worse over the last couple years like i I have a video somewhere of them at my old job, and they were just, it looked like they were on this black pipe, and it looked like the whole thing was just moving.
0: Ew. It was, it,
1: yeah. It, it was like, they were literally like a half inch thick piled on top of each other. Because they're not that big. It was bizarre. Gross. But, gross. Anyway.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm. The, the insect gross. podcast. We're talking about <laughs> gross bugs and things that creep us out. You
0: know, actually, when I was little, I used to have a bug collection. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. My granddad started it for me. It um, started with beetle and mm-hmm. then it got progressively like a larger bug collection. And so I have all these little vials with bugs in them. But somewhere around the age of, I don't know, in my teenage years or so, I started really not liking bugs all that much. <laughs> and uh, so now I have in my, at, at my parents' house still, uh, this. This container that nobody wants to touch because it's just (laughs) got bugs in it. (laughs) My mom won't throw it away. My dad doesn't want to do it. I don't want to do it. It's
2: the box (laughs) full of dead bugs. And eventually,
0: my parents will probably end up, you know, moving out and going into like a different place that doesn't have like two stories, that kind of thing. Right. And then we're going to have to deal with this big bug collection. (laughs) So if you know anybody who really likes bugs, you let me know. Just got, let
1: us know, man. I have a lot I, of different. I, kinds. I don't. I don't know anyone that is that into <laughs> bugs. Not really.
2: They're and they're vintage <laughs> dead bugs, so I think they're more special.
1: Something oh, like they've that. Got, <laughs> they've got mojo to them. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> are they like? Are they like preserved in something? Yeah, they're like
0: in little, you know, like uh, plastic test files. Like right, um, they didn't have
1: to like put a chemical in there to keep them from breaking down, or I don't know how this works. I've never collected bugs
0: well, to be totally honest, I haven't opened the drawers in some amount of time, so I don't really know what they look like. They might have like started to fall apart or become brittle at some <laughs> point, but um, they're still in there.
1: they might be less gross now. they might I mean, like just, be dust.
0: We should just like keep them in there. <laughs> we're just
2: we're, we're saying. But we're saying if there's anyone out there that wants some vintage bugs, we can't promise they're, you know, in perfect condition.
0: You might have vintage du- uh, bug if, dust. If vintage
2: bug dust is, ah! you know, somebody... <laughs> the cat just jumped on her and scared <laughs> I her. I thought it uh. was a bug. <laughs> uh, but I'm sure, you know, uh, one person's uh, vintage bug dust is another person's person's treasure. I can't even talk.
1: I mean... You never know. Like, you talk about, like, sprinkling magic tone dust into the pedals. Maybe we need to, maybe vintage bug dust is the answer. Maybe it'll create a sound like no one's ever heard before. <laughs> Who knows?
2: Hey, Albert, do you want to talk into here?
1: Cat Albert, how's he doing?
0: That's probably what he sound like.
2: <laughs> he's, well, he's sniffing around at the mic stand. We'll see if he. He he. Sometimes he likes he he likes to lecture us. Um, and he gets into these like heated <laughs> heated political conversations. So I know we don't want to go there on the podcast. So I'll have, I'll have to I'll have to cut him off. Easy easy there, cat. You know. Yeah, oh you no, relax. he wants
0: to get on the computer. That's, oh, that's what that's he's
2: going to do, the... and then he'll turn it off because yeah. he he knows he how. loves to, he knows how to turn the computer off. Oh, for real? He yeah. loves to turn it off whenever we have something. Like Important to that do was, that it's saving, it's in the middle of saving or rendering or something, and then he just turns the computer off no. <laughs> every single time. No. Go away. Come on. No, 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 get away.
0: Jabot. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you never know what's gonna happen on this podcast. Bobby. You never know. Okay, you gotta get out of here, man. <laughs>
2: All right.
1: To the table. <laughs> <laughs> but something uh, something else that has happened since uh, since we last podcasted is that is kind of mind-blowing to me uh personally but it is also directly came from you is i've gotten to be like gear buddies with ian perkins and brian fallon and they i'm still trying to get ian on the show and for people who don't know that's brian fallon of the gaslight anthem who's been on the show a couple times and ian perkins also from the gaslight anthem and some of brian's other projects so uh that came from you so, thanks for that hookup. You you've gotten me all kinds of cool interesting things.
2: You know, um that was just a random thing that happened uh cuz I I'd made a post with a bunch of orange petals on on our Instagram account. Mm-hmm. And all these people started tagging Ian Perkins. And I didn't oh, yeah. I didn't know what that was all about. And um as it turns out the story is that he had one time lost a laptop computer. He had put it in when he was flying, he put it in the you know the security check whatever thing. I've never flown so I don't even know what I'm talking about right now. But um it was like a black bin and his lap- mm-hmm. his laptop was black so whenever he took everything out he just in his in the rush of the airport whatever just didn't remember to get his laptop. Didn't see it. It was black. So he, I guess he eventually started making everything orange, just only buying orange things, painting everything orange, taping everything up in orange, make you know, orange everything. So he would see it and never lose it. It became a thing.
1: And he just loves orange. He just loves it. Yeah. And
2: so, yeah. um, I so he, he also then we started talking and he and I love Dod pedals. He also had some Dod pedals. They were his first pedals. And he just said, "Hey, if if you want, I'll, when I go back home and I find these things, I'll I'll send them to you." And I was like, oh, sure, thank you. I'll take some DoD pedals. And uh, they ended up coming through Nashville, and he brought them to the show and invited us out, and that's how I met those guys.
1: They're, they're such cool dudes. Uh, I kind of had a somewhat similar, like, you hooked me up with them, got me his email. We started emailing about stuff. And then I brought them some uh, some pedals at the show that they were playing, and then afterwards, like, you know, was like, do you want to come back and say hi to Brian? And, you know, my wife and I are, like, massive fans. Like, huge, huge Gaslight Anthem fans and huge fans of his solo work. And so we were like, uh, yeah. And that was, like, the first really cool, like, experience that I've got. I've gotten to do some really neat things a couple times because of the podcast. But, like, that was, like, the first time we ever, like, went on a tour bus. And we were, like, hanging out with people that we've been listening to for a huge amount of time. And we're just like... We're just down here nerding out about gear. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and then we, uh, w- when they were playing in Boston, we were in New York for the Fear the Riff Expo. And I wasn't originally going to do it. But Lynn talked me into like she's like because Gaslight Anthem was doing the 10 year uh, 59 sound like mini tour wow. they were doing. And she was like, we have to go to Boston and catch that show. And I was like, oh, this is gonna be, I'm going to be so tired. It's going to be such a drive. It's going to be such a pain. Uh, and she talked me into it. And then I'm so glad we, we went because it was a crazy night. Yeah. We got to go hang out um, and watch the show, which was awesome. We walked around town with Ian for a while. And he just introduced us to everybody. I got to meet Alex uh, R., who also came on the podcast. And it was just like really crazy for me cause as, as a big fan. Like never in a million years did so I think I was just gonna be like hanging out with those guys. And and then we went back on on the bus and we recorded a podcast till like one thirty in the morning. <laughs> it was amazing. Awesome. <clears throat> yeah.
2: But, I actually I, I uh sent Ian uh, uh, an orange loaf uh then after that whole thing. <clears throat> and um and then I made it's actually kind of funny because we stopped selling the Frank and its current four and it's in the, the way we've been making it. And I'm going to be releasing a V2 of it. And it is actually something that I've been working on for a long time. Just, just, just like flipping the circuit on its head over and over and over and trying to get it to where, <clears throat> sorry, um, just trying to, I wanted to, I wanted more out of it, but I wanted, I wanted to do the same. I basically wanted to make a Frank Deluxe. But that still had three knobs, you know? So I wanted it to be simple and still an easy to use pedal, but I just wanted more gain. I didn't think it had enough and I wanted more low end. And, uh, but I didn't wanna change. I didn't wanna make a whole new pedal. I didn't wanna release a whole new thing and make a new name and blah, 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 blah. I just wanted to make the pedal that I always wanted Frank to be, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, um, so it was kind of funny because, so I was making a custom blue Frank for. Uh, Brian, I guess, uh, Ian said his favorite color was blue. So make him a blue pedal. Uh, cause I asked him what color to make, uh, if I wanted to make him a pedal, what color? And, um, he said blue. And so I ordered this blue Frank and then I started, you know, tweaking it more and tweaking it more. And then I was like, literally like, I, I went on YouTube and was listening to like live, uh, uh, watching live videos of him and mm-hmm. of them playing <coughs> And trying to, like, get a feel for, like, okay, you know, he's playing, like, I don't know if it was, like, a 335 or whatever it was. Um, maybe you know what model. Uh, he
1: changes a lot, but he did. He was playing a 335 for a while.
2: Um, I think there was a couple of them. I think I saw maybe a green one and a blue one. and um, But so I was like, okay, so I want to voice it for that, you know, for, like, humbuckers. And so, you know, then I, like, basically I think I discovered the a, the perfect Frank sound. And so... I never sent it to him because I kept, I I'm going to send him one eventually, but I started making videos with it and I started like being like, okay, I think this is the one, like I actually just made one pedal, So now I need to make another one and just send him that blue one. But it's kind of like funny. It was the very first one. So I was like, I, 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 I kind of like, you I, need your I landed, I finally landed on the, the values where I want this thing to sit. And it was, you know, as a result of trying to make the perfect pedal to send to Brian. That's so cool.
1: Well, he's gonna he's gonna be stoked on it. He's he's a he's a legit gear nerd. He's like actually an amp guy. Like he's built amps and modified amps and like knows a lot about guitar amps. When
2: so. when we met afterwards, we went and hung out uh, by the bus. Uh, I didn't go on the bus, but we just talked about gear videos, demos, YouTube demos the whole time. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, but he's a big fan of Andy. <clears throat> he knows every demo person. I mean, not not necessarily in per- like like knows him in real life, but he knows like every single gear page and every single gear reviewer and just like total nerd, like complete total nerd. So that's why I got so like in my head about this pedal. I was like, I have to make this the most perfect sound like for, for this guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's He's going to be stoked on it. That's so cool. Yeah. That's funny that you, you had the same experience that I did because we got off the bus and like we're walking back to the car and Lynn was like, They're just like you. (laughs) (laughs) She's like she doesn't like didn't really know what we were talking about half the time, and then she's like, she's like they sound exactly like you, and you're trying to talk to me about why different telecasters are cool, and you know like some are better than others. It's like I'm like I know it's a thing. (laughs) There are literally thousands of people that listen to this podcast that (laughs) feel exactly the same way. That's so funny.
2: Oh man, and just how many people. Just, you know, musicians, um gear nuts that like this like this is like we, you know, when you, you're a kid and you have like uh toy cars or whatever and you want to have all the toy cars and you could talk about or like like for me, like whenever Power Rangers, like I don't know, I'm <clears throat> I'm I'm the age that Power Rangers first came out when I was probably six or seven or eight, you know, and I mm-hmm. wanted like every Power Rangers thing. And I had everything, and oh my gosh, I could talk about power industry for hours. And like now it's kind of funny because it's like we just grew up and we, like, the things change that we like, but we're still, you know, that's, I don't, I don't think that'll ever stop, you know? Yeah, I don't think so.
1: Once you get a thing, um, if anybody that has a thing, I know some people that don't have a thing and it's hard for me to wrap my mind around because I honestly could get really into lots of stuff. Yeah, but financially, I can only afford to do one.
2: (laughs) But there's (laughs) (laughs) yeah, there's so many of us, and and I think like when you go into a guitar store, I don't think that I don't think we're like uh, like I don't think we're we're I don't know how to word this like special in that case. Like I think there's probably like we're all like that. Like (laughs) like when you go into a guitar store, uh, I think I read the average, uh, what is it? eight or seven or eight guitars, the average guitar player has seven or eight guitars. Uh, that makes sense. <laughs> and so if that's the average, it's like, it kind of makes sense. I think like when you go into a guitar store, you just look at someone, you're like that person, it might not be the same gear as me, but they're a nerd. You right. Know?
1: Exactly. So, you know, I have, I keep talking about this on different episodes and I need to get this episode out, but uh, I haven't yet, but I recorded one with uh, Dave Haas from the loved ones and he's doing his own solo stuff now. Uh, he, <laughs> he used to have, uh, some, I'm not laughing at this. I'm just laughing at what happens afterwards. He, he used to have some pretty serious addiction problems and, um, him and Brian Baker, uh, from bad religion. Uh, they, Brian's a, a, Les Paul Jr. Nut, uh, vintage Les Paul Juniors Are like his jam. And he tries to infect all the other guitar players he knows with Les Paul Jr. Fanboyism. And so they were in town somewhere touring with them and Brian was like, Dave, there's a sweet one over here at this shop. We got to go check it out. And it was like, yeah, you got the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And they're driving over there and Brian looked over at him and he was like, you feel that? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, it feels like you're going to score cocaine, doesn't it? (laughs) He's like, yeah, it does. Like they're both clean and sober now. But he was like that same feeling, that weird rush they got from going to go to their guy. Going to the guitar store to get this vintage Les Paul Jr. I was like, I never went to score cocaine, but I know that feeling that you're talking about. That is so crazy.
2: And I don't think it's even, I don't think nerdery necessarily means that you even have to acquire gear, you know? No, not at all. You could even, you could have like three pedals, but like you know everything about every single pedal and you've played all of them because you go to the store. Like when I was a kid, oh my gosh, the music store must have, my local music store must have hated me. (laughs) DP's Music in Lewistown, Pennsylvania I was there all the time All the time And I would play with everything and never buy anything Because I was like a kid No, that's not true, I would do layaway They let me do layaway I actually told this story the other day Because they let me do layaway, that's why I was there all the time I'd go in like every week to give them like $7.32 On like (laughs) On like whatever guitar or pedal I was trying to buy at the time Um, Which Was how I ended up Basically becoming uh, a, a guitar hoarder, I guess.
1: Yeah, but I know that feeling.
2: Yeah, can't help it. I just like them, you know.
0: But you also I, use it for. Can I like things.
2: something? Yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that.
0: <laughs> but you have like different different instances that you'd use different equipment. So. Yeah. I mean.
2: Yeah, it's actually been really it kind fun. That makes
0: sense.
2: Uh the other day, uh actually well, no longer but in the past month or so, Awol from Awol pedals because he lives in Nashville, he's been coming over and he's uh been filming these like little short snippets and demos of his boost pedal uh and how it interacts with different dirt pedals. Uh and he's been filming them in uh, the music room downstairs. Mm-hmm. But um what I was gonna say, I guess, is that it's really it's been fun because I have all these different guitar options. So it's like, oh, this one, you know, let's try something with humbuckers. Oh, let's try something with like let's grab the, you know, the Tele or, then, or, or let's grab like maybe try that hollow body. Or it's just nice to like, you know, not have this, not not show the same because he's showing a boost into different drives, and it gives so many. It it changes the character of it, you know, by changing the pickups and the guitar, whatever. So it's nice to have. For scenarios like that, uh, but in my average day, like I probably could live with one, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't mean, know if
0: you could. Honestly,
2: I don't know. <laughs> I just love how they look.
0: Yeah. Grant just sits and stares. Like, I actually oh,
2: messaged you. I don't so know if your cute. phone is available, but I I sent you pictures of the uh, Kelly Dan Dan Electro oh, style, did you? style oh. Telecaster.
1: Let me take a look here. What do you got? Oh. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, that's so cool. I see why it's called a Danocaster. That makes a lot of sense. That looks, oh man, that thing looks unreal. I love it.
2: (laughs) So yeah, a little like Dan Electro style Telecaster thing. Three lipstick pickups. It's pretty fun.
1: Yeah, and it's got that big crazy bridge on it. All There's so much stuff I'm going to have to post Along with this episode I,
2: You know I got that guitar off Craigslist In New York and I had to go to I think I don't remember It was like Somewhere in Harlem but I don't remember where I don't remember And I drove my friend's car To pick a SUV To pick this thing up And uh I parked it and then I got out and I, I met the dude and I buy the guitar and he like went around the side of a building and like brought it out of what looked like a shed or something. And I was like, what in the world? Mm-hmm. But I didn't think it was stolen because it doesn't say anywhere on the guitar what it is. It doesn't have a name anywhere on it. It doesn't have a made anywhere anywhere on it. And the listing was listed as a uh, Rick Kelly of Carmine Street Guitars, Danocaster So the person obviously knew what it was. So I didn't think it was because if somebody would have stolen it, they they would have no way of you know what I mean. Like, right? It had no name on it, no at all. It has no identifying marks other than it looks like a Dan Electro Telecaster. So, <laughs> um, but then after he sold it to me, and I gave him the money, he went and got in his car and pulled out in front, and I, it was just on like a dead end road. And he pulled out in front of where I was and, like, kind of blocked me in and just kept staring at me. And he got on his phone. And I was like, what? Yeah. And I was like, what is going on? So I kind of, like, I got in the car and I kind of backed up. And I literally started revving the engine. Just, like, like, just I didn't know what to do. Like animal instinct, like kind of like like a like a, a lion would roar or a or a bull, or a bull <laughs> a bull would uh, grunt, and I started just revving the engine because I was like scared and was like, dude, you need to move, you need to let me out. Like I don't understand what's happening right now. And finally, he he just ripped around and bounced and left out, and then I I was able to go out and I was like, my heart was shaking, my heart was beating, my body was shaking. I can't even talk right now. I'm still I'm scared about it. It was it was crazy, and I didn't understand what any I, I didn't understand what was happening. So it was a weird, that is, weird Craigslist deal.
1: That, that is very strange. Yeah. Where he's like, maybe he's like, um, actually, maybe I don't want to sell this guitar. Let me think about it for a minute. I don't like, know. Let me, call, let me call my friend. I was Better worried, not let him leave. I
2: was worried he was calling somebody to come and, like, take it from me <laughs> and, you know, I don't and know. And bounce
1: with your money or whatever. And, well, they
2: had the money and then they would take mm-hmm. the guitar and maybe sell it to somebody else. So who knows? It was just a weird thing. I've never seen anybody try to block somebody in for no reason. I mean, for no reason. It didn't make any sense.
1: So that is super weird. Well, I'm glad that you're okay. I'm glad that that didn't end up happening. That's <laughs> yeah. very bizarre. When was this?
2: He that uh, was uh, probably well.
0: Is that when you left me at that Burger King?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, that was when I went to get, look at a. Uh, uh, yeah, no, New you York, know, New York City Craigslist meetups are strange, man. Uh, that was when I went to look at a, what's the Roland amp, the the uh, jazz chorus? Oh, uh,
1: the JC120. But it
2: wasn't, it was like a JC40 or JC, I don't know. What's the small one? It's like. like they
1: me- got a couple different ones, so I'm not sure which one it would have been.
2: Um, so I went and <laughs> this guy had used a photo from the internet. It wasn't the actual one. And it was like had been soaking wet, like at one point, and it was just the thing was falling apart, and like it didn't even really work correctly, and it was just a nightmare. And I was so mad that I drove. That was, that was in Queens. Oh. We drove to Queens for that. And uh, oh man, he he listed a photo from Google of the amp. <laughs>
1: that 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 is always so annoying. When, especially when people do that on, like, well, like uh, one of the moderators in the Facebook group, Jason, he, he's really wanting a V1 lo- uh, Loomer, and, like, half the dealers on Reverb just are using a stock photo from Google, and it's impossible, and they don't say which version it is. They don't know if it's the V1 with the, you know, effects insert or mm-hmm. the V2 with the uh, order button. And he wants a V1, but they all have... They, the ha- and they have one V1- They have a V1 in the picture, but they don't say. And it's all the same picture. And it's like, <laughs> okay, can you just take a pic? We we all are walking around with a very high quality camera in our pocket for the most part. Can we just take a picture?
0: Yeah, like, right.
1: It's not that difficult. But yeah. Anyway, well, we've been <laughs> at this for a little bit, and uh, I don't think you've changed your pizza of preferences. I'm pretty sure you haven't. Yeah. But I do have a another classic question that's been added but it's, in
2: it's, since. it's changed slightly, though. Uh, because oh, has it? Uh, now we've discovered a place that we didn't know about, and so I, I kind of do have a, a sort of a story about that. But but what's, to, what was your well, other, what was your other question?
1: Well, let's get into that in just a second. But the other question that I have not asked you is what is your favorite boss pedal?
2: Ooh. Ooh. Uh, just my, like, immediate response, I'm going to say the PS5. Okay. Like, I mean, there's, I mean, there's so many fun ones, but I, that's the one I use the most. Okay,
1: that qualifies. Yeah. I'm finding that, like, I I would, I was thinking that people would really have to think on that one, and almost every time people are just like, nah, this one, like, they just know right off the top of their
2: head. Yeah, I even for, for I even part. knew that, like, ten seconds before I said it. Like, I I would have said it, but... And then I kinda of was like was like, Is that really? And I was like, Yeah, yeah, that's that's really I mean in fact I want a second one. I probably, you know, I probably should have two of them. <laughs> you probably should. Because mm-hmm. I use it, I For your I'll use like I'll use octave up, I'll use octave down. Like I should probably just have one that's octave up and one that's octave down. And I feel like you see that often. You see people that have like an arrow up on one and an arrow down on the other. Because mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, you could like change it between songs, but like I'm like, you know, I'm thirty five. My back doesn't do stuff like that anymore. Like bend over every six minutes
0: well if it's your favorite what you should do is you should get another one because you'll what you'll do is you'll end up loaning it out to someone and forgetting that you did it and yeah. then thinking that someone took it <laughs> like your spatula <laughs> no one took your spatula
2: I'm pretty Great. sure someone stole my spatula and, and then brought it back I don't know it's, it was, it's a really special spatula that's for another time
1: Grant, it was me. I did it. I took your spatula. I just couldn't resist. It, I could tell how special it was, and I needed to I was like, borrow it for a while.
2: <laughs> how am I going to make food without the spatula? Because I can't. It's, 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 I, it's the only way I know how to cook. Um, pizza, though. <laughs> yes. What's the new pizza thing? <laughs> we found a place called NY Pie in, okay. in West Nashville, and they make a Sicilian Uh, I just said that really funny. A Sicilian slice. I said that really funny. I can't talk right now. They make square pies, uh, and um, it's really good. And uh, I've basically, we have Pizza Friday, and I've basically become like buddies with the dudes there. And um, I go every Friday, and I get the same order. So I call in, and uh, every Friday he's like, Hey Grant, (laughs) like, you want like like you want the regular like they literally I have a regular I'm like a regular at a pizza place again like when I was in Brooklyn it's kind of nice I have a regular pizza spot but so the story so the story then goes we we've been inside I know not to talk too much about the COVID nineteen thing again but it does relate to pizza we've been inside since I guess twelve days ago Friday like whatever Friday went was well like like not last Friday but the the week before that Uh, so. We got pizza for Pizza Friday, and then Karen uh, froze a couple slices for me in bags in the freezer. So this past, just on Friday, a couple days ago, we we've been, you know, we've been in our house for this is day twelve, I think, or day thirteen, or something like that. Uh, even though Nashville only went on lockdown until yesterday, but we started early, uh, and. So I got pizza last Friday, basically, because Karen froze it for me. And I still have a slice for this coming Friday. So I get two more pizza Fridays in a row because Karen was awesome and had the, the uh, what's the word? Uh, foresight. The foresight <laughs> yeah. on, to, uh To freeze these uh, delicious uh, Sicilian slices for me.
0: And if you cut that one in half, you can
1: have it for two weeks.
2: I thought about that, but that's crazy. I can't just eat a half a piece of pizza. That's insane. <laughs>
1: that's that's I, I, that's uh, yeah yeah. I don't know anyone that can actually do that.
2: <laughs> well, this is what do you think this is?
1: <laughs> so when things get better, and I haven't I haven't experienced this myself yet, but when things get better and you can go out again, over by the Stringjoy shop, there's a place called Joey's. House of Pizza,
2: mm-hmm.
1: that is suppo- supposed to be awesome.
2: I've heard of and it. We talked about it at the, after the last string joy party, and we try, remember we tried to get it, but they were closed.
1: Yes, yes, we tried. Yeah, they were closed for us. But it's a uh, it's, it's a spot that I intend to hit next time I'm in Nashville. And I haven't heard. Maybe you guys know. I I know the tornado went right through uh, where Five Points Pizza is, but I've heard conflicting reports on whether it was okay or not. Do you guys know? Cuz 5 points is
2: amazing too. I believe 5 5 points is fine. Mhm. Um but that Burger area up is not- But that area got pretty pretty yeah. beat up.
1: Oh man. I'm sure it's like needs some repair at least. Cause <laughs> I, I think it went right through there.
2: Yeah, uh, Burger Up, which is just up the street. Mhm. I mean their whole roof got ripped off. And
1: Oh man. That place was awesome too.
2: Yeah, we had just eat, we had just had Burger Up for dinner.
0: Like the night before?
2: No, that night. Uh, like a couple what hours before. Yeah, we we ordered out though, so uh, yeah. we weren't. You know, we wouldn't have been there anyway. It was hours, hours before. Yeah. Because this happened at 1:30 a.m. We woke up. Um. You know, I woke up. I think uh, I had like heartburn or something. Something got me up. I don't remember. Oh, it was because it was storming, and I and I did have heartburn. And I woke up, but and I was like, oh, I don't feel good. And then the storm was like so scary. And like the cat was, you know, uh, curled up under the, the, we have this little, it's called table of tables. It's like a table that has a bunch of little drawers that pull out and they have little legs that pop off, uh, pop under them. Mm-hmm. So you can like set up these little like tea tables all over. And, um, and Bert was underneath that thing and the storm. It was just crazy. And honestly, we were in Brooklyn for hurricane Sandy which, like, destroyed the Rockaways and was, like, horrible and devastating for so many people. And it was, at least where we were, was nothing compared to this storm that happened outside my window here in Nashville. And and then the phone started going off, uh, 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 and it was a, a tornado, what is it, warning, or whichever one's the one that means it's coming. Mm-hmm. And uh, I <laughs> I ran and got Karen. She was asleep. We got the bunnies uh, and put them in their, their cage and uh, closed it up and took them downstairs because they free roam in the bedroom. Uh, got Cat Albert downstairs and g- gathered up as much as we could. And by the time we got on, got downstairs, I got on Twitter and it had already touched down. So that was like a minute and a half later. Wow. So, Ugh, but not, so scary. But not where we were. We were lucky. It was five miles away from us. But even being five miles away, I'm telling you, it was the craziest storm. Like, like it was... It was Terrifying and and um, you just and you don't know where it is, you know what I mean? Like, you don't know where it's going to touch down, you don't know anything, like, you just know there's a warning and you got to go right now. It says take shelter, and so you just take shelter and just hope for the best, you know? Yeah, 2020 is kind of being a jerk so far, <laughs> kinda, yeah. We, right? dude, yeah. we went down, we actually um, <laughs> we, we, we because I'm, I'm a vegetarian and we thought about it, like, all the 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 volunteers that were down there helping out, they were getting, there's people making like hot dogs and burgers and stuff like barbecuing and cooking out for people, for the volunteers. But I was like, well, what about the vegetarians? You know, what about the vegans? And so I went to Aldi because they have a bunch of like Aldi has, I don't know if you have an Aldi or not, but they have so many really good vegetarian options and vegan, they have vegan hot dogs and they're like really, really, really cheap. I guess. I don't know. I don't know if that's a bad word or not, but so we just got all these vegan hot dogs and went down to where the volunteers were and found, (laughs) we walked around and found a guy that like let us borrow his grill. And, um, and uh, my point in saying all this was it was like destroyed. Like it was crazy and I've never seen anything like it. And it felt like I was in a movie and it was like so strange and so just weird and uneasy feeling and like just piles of just wood and trees and destroyed everything at the sides of each road. You you couldn't even see anything. It was like, it was almost like, I mean, it it was, it felt like you're in a movie. It really didn't feel like anything that I've ever experienced or or, or could ever imagine.
1: Yeah. That's, that's bananas. I've never experienced anything like that. Yeah. We, don't, we don't really have that here We got so lucky Yeah,
2: we didn't Not in New York That stuff does, just doesn't happen So And nor, nor in Pennsylvania So I was not I've never seen anything like that So Yeah Ugh. Anyway, to get dark My apologies <laughs> But it was just weird And so yeah Nashville got like a double whammy
1: Yeah Oh, big time Big yeah. time And then it's like Yeah oh, We don't want to get too crazy just <laughs> enough of that.
2: By all means, feel free to cut that out after the pizza part.
1: <laughs> I will leave it in. It's 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 important that people kind of like you know, you see what you see on the news, but it's important to hear, you know, straight from the horse's mouth sometimes. Oh like, man, the news what the, the experience is. The you know? news,
2: go look at like the drone videos so you can actually understand. Um the news just like show you the couple same photos of like, you know, The venue, uh, like the East, uh, 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 what's it called? Basement East. East. They kept showing the same couple photos, but you have no idea. Like massive, massive trees laying through houses, like massive trees, like laying right through houses. That, you know, if there was somebody under that tree, like that person is not around anymore. Right. So it just was like, and I was, and I was, I walked around and took pictures just because I love, you know, documenting stuff like that. Um, But it just makes you feel weird. You know? It was really sad. Super sad. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So well, well anyway. Yeah, anyway. I
1: have, don't want to end on that note. That's not that's not what the note we want to end on.
2: Well just yeah, <laughs> it was just very different than what the news show. Uh uh yeah. uh uh uh, 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 uh. <laughs> We'll just end with me going uh, uh and make a loop of it. Okay, that we can do that.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh uh uh, uh 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 No, but thank you guys so much for coming on. It's always a real treat to talk to you two and I Hope, you know, to see you again as soon as possible, because I imagine I will be in Nashville at some point.
0: Yes, at some point after the social distancing is over. We shall definitely get back together.
1: Yeah.
2: Do a thing. Yep. I'm yep. very excited about it. And if I keep doing this uh, quarantine time thing, maybe have you come do another one of those.
1: Oh, yeah. I would love to. I would love to. I, mean, I just had
2: some tea this morning. We're all just nice. kind of bored right now, so. Yep. Cool, yep. man.
1: All right. Well, for Grant and Karen... This is Blake, and as always, folks, good luck and good tones.
0: Is that when you left me at that Burger King?
1: Thank you so much for checking that out. I really enjoyed recapping all that stuff with them. It uh, It was a wild ride, yeah. I'm still like flashing back to when I was first recording with them and actually kind of amazed that it was even possible. I was recording with them on my phone with earbuds, and yeah, well, you heard the recap. I don't need to go back into it. But anyway, if you're enjoying this show, I would really appreciate it if you could hit us with a review on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening to it on. You know, this show only exists because you're listening to it right now. Literally get paid by the download. Like, I don't know what it is, 0.002 cents or something like that per download. But hey, it's a literal payment by the download. So the more people that download this thing, The more successful it can be and the better it is for everyone. So share it with your friends, share it with your family, you know, tell a friend, do whatever you got to do. I don't know. I say that all the time, but it really is of utmost importance. It's the only reason the show exists at this point. So if this is a thing that you really enjoy, please tell somebody about it. And if you have the ability and you want more of this content, there's more over on Patreon. You go to patreon.com slash tone mob and you can find more content for your ears there delivered every week. It's uh yeah, it's a thing. There's almost 80 episodes over there that if you haven't been with us on Patreon, you haven't heard yet. So slide over there, check it out if you're at all able. And if you're not, I totally get it. But please tell your friends and family or any other guitar-playing individuals about it. All right, without further ado, further ado, the show's over. There's no ado. You got other things to check out. Go check out some fantastic other podcasts on the internet. There's lots of them, and they need your support now more than ever. And just a download helps us out so much. All right, talk to you next week. One last thing before we totally sign off here. I just want to remind you,